0: Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I am so grateful to God for this privilege. Um, actually, when we got the invitation, I was quite excited. But as, I, as the days kept going by, my excitement began to drop. Because I was like, Lord, I know my husband. He's like a bulldozer in the spirit. You know, when you give him the microphone... You cannot expect anything less is the grace of God that is upon his life, is a calling of God upon his life, and is a commitment that he has made to God. So, and then by the time I came yesterday and I had Pastor Farah ministry, and I thought, oh Lord, so why did you include me into this program? What did I do wrong? (laughs) But I give God the praise. I am humbled. I'm encouraged by what God is doing here and i thank the lord for the privilege to be a blessing to god's people amen and just at the right time my son is having a bad day but the lord will give him a good day amen the lord is his strength hallelujah amen i just want to thank god as well for this family from yesterday i felt very much at home And i'm grateful to god for the privilege to meet such wonderful amazing and awesome people the lord bless you and the lord keep you on fire for him in jesus name let's just bow down our heads in prayer heavenly father i want to thank you oh god for the privilege to share your word this day lord this is in total obedience to you And I pray that, Lord, you will minister through me and, the Lord, you will speak and bless your people in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, because we are in your presence and we have come to seek your face. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be lifted up, oh God. May I decrease that you alone may increase. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, This afternoon, I'm not going to go back to all the things that the man of God has been sharing. I'm just going to encourage us in a few things that the Lord implanted into my heart. Amen. When I was preparing this word, I kept asking the Lord, Father, what would you have me say to your people? You know, when God wants to do something, it is very crucial that as an individual, you position yourself to receive what God wants to do. It is very, very um, possible. That you can come into this meeting. That everyone after months and after years will be testifying of what the, the feast of grace meant to them. How God touched them. How God did things in their lives. And you'll be like, but I was there. What happened to me? So this afternoon, I want to challenge every one of us that is here to put our hearts in the right place, to put our minds in the right place, and expect something unusual from the Lord this day. When I was coming here, I didn't know what to expect, but when the meeting started yesterday, I began to challenge myself, and I began to speak to the Lord. And I began to say to the Lord, Father, if indeed you want to do something, something in the life of somebody may i be that person if indeed the heaven is open may this heaven be opened over my life if indeed you want to touch somebody may that person be me are you hungry enough this afternoon the heavens are open i believe it the man of god has been speaking the man of god has been speaking about what god wants to do but in every generation In every season, God is not looking for a crowd, He's looking for an individual looking for somebody whose heart is right. The Bible says God sought for a man. He was looking for somebody in the tribe of Israel that he could anoint to become king. And the Bible says God said, I have found David, a man after my heart. I have found David. This afternoon, may I say to you that God is looking for somebody. That after this open heaven, it's not just going to be something that, oh, there was a great man of God. There was a great woman of God. There was a great feast. But your life is going to be lifted from this level to the next level. That the revelation of God's word is going to be real to you. That God is going to open our eyes in the name of Jesus. When I was looking at this subject, the Lord said to me, As people of God, we can fall into the danger of looking at open heavens from physical dimensions. The man of God has already spoken about that yesterday, so I will not dwell there. But if you look at the life of Naomi and her husband, Elimelech, right? There was, in those days, farming in the land of Israel. In the book of Ruth chapter 1. And Elimelech left Bethel. And went to Moab. Why? Because in the physical. There was famine. But when he went to Moab. The little treasures that he had. He lost it all. Including his life. Open heaven. Is not to be looked at. From a physical dimension. It is a spiritual connection. It's a spiritual connectivity to God. To his word and to his directions in your life. Elimelech, because of the environment, because of what he could see, he left the place of bread. Bethel represents bread. A place of overflow. And he went into a place of captivity. And he lost everything. There are some of us here today Your physical situation may be suggesting to you that the heavens are not opened. And if you are not careful, if you make decisions based on the dictates of this world, based on the circumstances that you're in, you may lose the exact thing that you are praying for. The exact food that you desire, you may lose it. The first thing God said to me is that when it's a time of open heaven, it's a time of spiritual connectivity to God. It's not a season of physical things. You don't judge anything in the physical. It's a time where you go deep into the presence of God and ask God for directions in all areas of your life. For us to enjoy. The spiritual, open, heaven that God has given. We have to connect more to God. And we're going to pray. I'm somebody, when I share the word of God, I just love to pray. When the man of God is teaching, I'm just praying. Because let me tell you the truth. A few months from now, you may not remember the most of the things that were said. But your prayers will be heard in heaven. And they will be answered. You're going to pray to God. Lord. In this season of open heaven, help me to connect with you in the realms of the spirit. Lift up your voice and speak to the Lord. My Lord and my God. As we have come, oh God, in the season of open heaven, the team says that the heaven is open. Help us to connect with you, oh God, within our spirit man. Help our spirit man to be open to your directions. Help our spirit man to be open, oh God, to that which you want to say. In the name of Jesus, let us not be bound to the realms of the physical. Let's not be bound to the realms of the physical. Let our situation, our circumstances, our location, not determine our vision, but let the realms of the spirit be the determinant. In the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone that is seated here in this meeting, that Lord God, we will be connected to God. We will be connected in the realms of the spirit. That God, we will understand what you are saying to us for our generation. In the name of Jesus, lord in the name of jesus help us oh god help us oh god help us oh god help us oh god jesus thank you father thank you father thank you father yes lord in the name of jesus It is very easy, especially in the Netherlands. You have people jumping everywhere. Just before this meeting, we were speaking about it. People will leave the house of the living God. People will leave the church of the living God, and they begin to go to the shrines of the devil. You see, the Bible says in the last days, you're gonna have false prophets. I was very encouraged yesterday when my husband was speaking that we should not bring this open heaven just to the physical dimension of, I thank God because my heavens is not open, I have a Gucci watch or I have a Gucci bag Oh, I have their beautiful shoes. Because the people of the world, they have even better. Because the moment your connectivity to God is based on the physical, the enemy will easily deceive you. And that's a problem with the church today. You have a lot of pastors who come and they show you how good God has been because they have a Jeep car. Listen to me, that is not why Jesus went to the cross. He didn't go to the cross just for you to have material things. There is more that God is desiring of his people than just physical things. Every man who God ever used, look at what God said to him. God was not just promising him the things of this world, but God was calling him to a higher dimension in the realms of the spirit. In the realms of the spirit. Because if you define open heaven by the shoes that you have, by the money in your bank account, and like my sisters, by the husband that God has blessed you with, or by the children you have, you might have just missed a very crucial point. It's a spiritual thing. And when I sat down there, I said, Lord, if indeed this open heaven is a spiritual connectivity, I want to connect to you more than ever before. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded their eyes. From what? From seeing the glory of God. From knowing who God truly is. Your being here today is not by accident. It's because God wants to use you in your generation. And he knows in order for you to be able to fulfill his call and his purpose for your life, there are certain things that he has to break off your life. And those things are not physical things. They are spiritual things. That's why the Bible says, They that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Daniel was such a man whose life challenged me. He was a captive in Babylon, but he was not a captivity. Or how did my husband say it? He was among the captives, but he was not a captive. Some of us have come to Europe and we compromise with everything. We say, well, you know, it's a system. It's a system was such a man who knew his God. He knew what he was meant to do. And even though in that land, you would not expect an open heaven in Babylon, would you? Some of us think there are certain locations God don't operate. But when God finds a man there, he comes right in there. Once God finds you there, you bring down the presence of God. God doesn't just, you see, the devil is the one who walks toe and fro. The Bible says, it's the eyes of the Lord that walk toe and fro the earth, making himself strong in the behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. So what God is, God is not going to and fro for everybody. I tell people, you say, oh, may the Lord bless me the way the Lord bless you, but how's the condition of your heart? He's making himself strong and perfect towards those whose hearts are perfect towards him. That is why God's eyes, listen to me people of God, as we are all seated here, God's eyes is going to and fro and he's asking himself this feast of grace, who can I pour my grace on? Of his fullness we have received grace for grace. He's ready to take somebody to the next dimension, to the next level. He's ready to receive take that grace that you've had that grace to pray for five minutes. He wants to give you a grace to pray for an hour. He wants to give you a grace to lay hands on the sick, to deliver of your oppressed. He wants to open the heavens over your life. But God is watching whose heart is perfect towards me. Who can I pour out my spirit on? Who can I connect to? Who can I share my burdens with? Who can I share my burdens with? Like the man of God said, some of us, we know the problem of the church. You say, yes, I have a a prophetic calling. I'm so grateful to God for you, but your prophetic calling is to cause confusion, lies, and problems in the house of the Lord. God just showed me this. God just showed me that. And God is like, but I showed you those things so you could go into the place of prayer and begin to pray. People of God, why did Ezra pray? Why did Ezra call a fast? It was because he began to read in the books and he saw that his people have drifted away from God and he said, no I cannot be in the king's palace. Why did Nehemiah pray? Because God revealed to him what has been happening. He says the walls of Jerusalem are broken down. I cannot just enjoy bread and food. When my people are in shame and in shambles what god is revealing to you is not for gossip is not to look down on the other is to take you into the place of prayer intercession and tears and grieving so that god can reveal himself the bible says the older women should teach the younger ones but when you see a young girl you'll hey don't mind that woman's daughter hmm the way her life is going she will soon be destroyed that is not what God is asking you to say God is asking you to say young lady come let me pray with you sometimes I call the young girls I say come let me pray with you they don't know why I'm asking them to pray <laughs> they just come and I say oh father this is a woman of God and she's looking at me with the other eye like I don't even know your God yet I'm like don't worry don't worry you will get to know him later in the name of jesus i release the grace of god upon you i release the spirit of god upon you you're a mighty woman of valor in the name of jesus she's like amen the next time i call her she doesn't pick up her phone i'm like praise the lord i'll pray for you in my room anyway God is showing you those things. You have a friend. Her marriage is going through problems. You see the problem. Instead of you to say, Lord, because you have shown me this, the end has come to this challenge. The end has come to this pain. The end has come to this tears. No. You take it as a broadcaster. CNN. Huh? Do you know what I know? Have you heard what I heard? My God and my Father, we have disappointed God too long enough. Today is a day to say, Lord, when any problem comes to my table, the end has just Come. Open heavens. God wants to share his heart. God wants to reveal himself to his church and to his people. I was sitting in a conference like this, already born again and saved, and the man of God came, and the man of God began to teach the word of God. I had never experienced such a a capacity of somebody who knew the word of God, and I broke down, and I began to cry, and that day God opened my eyes, and I said, my God, can somebody really know God like this? Listen to me. God can touch you anywhere, anytime, anyhow. But I'm a firm believer that if I came here at all, then today must be my day. He can touch you in your bedroom, I agree. But since you are dressed and you are here, what should prevent God from touching you today? What should prevent him from reaching out to the inside and saying, listen, I am a God who leads my people. In a season of open heavens, God speaks. The second thing, God speaks to his people clearly. You know, when I, was, when I was preparing, the Lord was saying to me, say two things, I'm looking at the time, say two things. And when I came in, the worship was going to be singing, and they said, come, now is the time to worship. And God said to me, Say to my people, one thing about open heaven is that God works with time divine timing and that is where a lot of us we fall short sometimes as you are seated here tonight God may be speaking to your heart to do something there is a quickening on the inside to begin to pray to begin to do something but sometimes we say ah it's just you know the time has not yet come I am not that good as yet. I don't like you. Give all manner of excuses. And you know the thing about God? He said, my spirit will not strive with man. So sometimes you will think I've been able to put God off. No, no, no. You are just doing yourself a disadvantage. That's why the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 60, arise and shine. For the light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. There is a set time for everything. You know, in the physical realm, it is easier for us to see it. In the spiritual realm, it is more difficult. But it's the same principle. It's the same principle. There is a time to be a child. You are allowed. In that time, you eat from your mother's breast, you wear pampas. If I will have to wear a nine-year-old boy pampas, what would the government say? They would say that child is uh, disabled, disabled. They will have to take that child for special care. Some of us, we have been in the same position for too long. Paul said when you ought to be teachers, you still have need to be taught. There is a problem. But today, we are going to pray. But before we pray, a man of God was telling me, a a story. He spoke about this man who had a call of God upon his life. One of the things my husband has said that I believe strongly is that God is calling people. In this conference, the Lord is calling people. And this man had a call of God upon his life. And he was, he was a European or an American. And the Lord said to him, I want you to go to Africa and be a blessing to the people there. I want to use you in Africa. But the man is like, you know, Lord, I'm still very young. Let me put some resources together. And when I have the money, I will go for you. The Lord said, you know, God will never argue. He will never strive. And this man began to look for money. In the process, he got a beautiful wife. And then he got married. And the call came again. You know, God will keep calling like in the case of Samuel. Samuel's one was one night, but sometimes there are intangibles. You know, it takes years. The first year he will call and maybe five years time before you will hear the call again. But he will still be calling. And this man was called again, and he said, "Lord, I just got married to a beautiful wife, and now we are expecting our first baby, and I know in Africa things are not so good, you know sicknesses here and there, this that and the other. Lord, why don't you just allow me not show my marriage a little bit? The Lord left him. He was there. And then the call came again after the children were grown. Oh, Lord, let me start a ministry. Let me have a base so that they will be sending money to me in Africa. He grew, but the church never never became anything. You know, those kind of churches that just when you're about to say praise the Lord, everybody goes. And then he starts again. And then after all the years, you can imagine he was now old and weary. He now said, now, Lord, oh, I have a call upon my life to go to Africa. He now came. By the time he got to Africa, he was very old. They had a crusade, and he was to preach. Into the message, three, four, five minutes into the message, he was coughing so much, coughing, coughing. Nobody could really hear what he wanted to say. He was now ready to fulfill the call, but the time was gone. He was not ready. But God could no longer use him. I tell some people, they say, yeah, i have been not too young. I say, see, when you retire, you want to serve God? When your employers have already said you're no longer good enough, it's now when you want to serve God. We are here again. The word of God is coming. There is inspiration coming. There is fire coming. And the call is coming. The call is coming. But if we are not careful, it will be like, but what even happened to me in that amazing, that grace feast? I didn't even get anything. No, but God is saying something into your spirit, man. But who will go for us? Who will go for us? This man went finally. But he could not win a soul to Christ because nobody could hear him. He was already too old to be used. The anointing was still there. The anointing was still there, the call was still there, but the timing was now wrong. There are certain things you cannot do after certain periods of your life. I say to the young people in church, and this goes for the older ones. Ah, I love football. That's awesome. Do you know there are certain clubs that will never sign you up after a particular age? That's why I say these things, they play out very clearly in the physical. But in the spiritual, you have to be sensitive to catch them. If you miss certain opportunities, if you can play good football, you play better than everybody in the world, and you're 35, who will sign you up? You now said, you know, Pastor, at 30, I now have a passion for football. I want to start training so I can play with. Nobody will sign you up. Nobody. Yes, God is a God of a second chance. That's why he gave Naomi the privilege to be the great grandmother as well as Ruth of Jesus. But if you could see, her whole family was gone why? They did not understand the plan of God. They felt the famine in the physical affected the atmosphere in the spirit. No, 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 no. no. God had expected Elimelech to remain in that place of promise, in that place of destiny. Don't allow your physical circumstances push you away from the plan of God. Don't allow your physical circumstances to push you away from the plan of God or delay you from answering the call of God. A lot of young sisters, they tell you, when I get married, then I'll be able to serve the Lord well. And then when they get married, they say, you know, because of my husband, I cannot come to church. If you need an excuse, the devil will give you one. If you need an excuse, what you need to say constantly to yourself is, Lord, here I am, send me. Lord, I'm available. Help me. Can we bow down our heads and begin to pray? Lord, let me not miss your divine timing for my life. In all ramifications, Father, in all areas, help me not to miss your divine timing for my life. Lift up your voice and speak to the Lord. My Lord and my God, we come to you, Father, and we ask of you, the Lord Jesus, we will not miss God, your divine timing for our lives. There is a time for everything. There is a time and a purpose for everything under the sun. And Lord, our prayer, God, is that as we have come to this conference, as we have come to retreat, to hear your word, to be empowered and live under an open heaven, that Lord, we will not miss your divine timing. Lord, the call of God upon our lives will be fulfilled in in the name of Jesus, we will fulfill your call. We will fulfill your purpose. We will not be men and women of excuses. We will not be people making excuses. Ah, saying we are too young. I don't have a time. I'm too busy. But Because there will come a time when you have time. But there is no more strength. There is no more power. My God and my Father may will not be a generation that regrets our past a generation that regrets missed opportunities, a generation that regrets missed opportunities. In the name of Jesus, help us, O oh God, to connect to your time, to connect to your time, to connect to your time. In the name of Jesus, help us, O oh God, to connect to your plan. Oh, Jesus, help us, O oh God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. We need to be a people that are sensitive to what God is saying in the now. Don't be a person procrastinating. Uh, What I tell, I say to my husband sometimes, I said, I've come to realize the difference between great people and some people that do not make it is because one goes for it now, the other says tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be better. Tomorrow I will write that book that God laid in my heart. Tomorrow I will read that scripture. Tomorrow I will pray. Tomorrow I will sing. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. While you are waiting for tomorrow, somebody has already done 10,000 things in today. Because today, the, ah, the Bible says it, this is The day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. So it's not about tomorrow. Jesus said today if any man will hear my voice. God is a God of the now. He is a God of the now. When God is speaking now, it's because he wants to do something now. When he was calling Samuel, he didn't say, oh, Samuel, come. Tomorrow I will come and visit you. No, he said, Samuel, this is what I have to say to you now. Because this is going to be happening now. God is a God of the now. Meet, let God meet you now. Do that thing now. Make a decision now. He is a God of the now. Jesus will say, today. Today. The word of God is coming, coming. The difference will be, it will not be immediate, but you will see it later between those who made a decision now and those who said, let me think about it. When I go on evangelism, I love the Dutch people. They like to think about everything, and by the time I preach to them, they say, "Weet je Alles wat je hebt is heel goed. ik even denken." I say, "Ja, hoor. Dat mag, maar wees voorzichtig. Be careful. Be careful, because just while you are thinking, the savior may come." What was the difference between the foolish and the wise virgins? They prepared for the now. They took everything. They didn't say, oh, later I will go and buy some oil. They did everything they needed to do in the now. They took extra oil. They didn't say, oh, you know, the foolish one said, let me wait. You know, when he will soon come, he will be here shortly. My oil is enough. No, no, no. The wise one said, I need some reserve. So they went to the market in the now. And when the Savior came, they were ready. Some rider wrote and said, will you be ready when the Savior comes? If you don't prepare now, if you don't take advantage of the now, now you are in amazing grace. Amazing grace parish, you're taking everything for granted. I said to some of the young people in Nigeria, when I was in Nigeria, I followed the Lord because I didn't know what tomorrow held. Now I'm in Europe. The demons in Europe cannot catch up with me by the grace of God because we took the advantage of the now. We didn't say, oh, when I get there. No, you invest into your life now. You pray now. You worship now. You give your offering now. You dedicate your life now. You commit yourself now. Everything you need to do, you do it now. Because it's only now you have. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. We don't know if the next hour we will still be here. It's only now that I know. So you take advantage of the now. Divine timing is crucial to open heavens. Divine timing. God has a time allocated for everything. For your life, God has a time. God has a time. But if you miss that time, then you keep having to, you have to now struggle for the next time. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Some of the things that are also crucial, I'm looking at my time. Some of the things that are also crucial to divine timing in in also the now is that you must understand when God is moving. The man of God talked about it this afternoon when he spoke about divine order. If you look at the book of Matthew chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3 and verses. Thirteen to seventeen, if you're a good and a fast reader, you will read it for me, but not my husband. Mm. Ah, ah hallelujah! I love to tease him mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's just awesome, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Matthew chapter three, and we are going to read from verses thirteen. Oh, i mean Malachi. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 3, 13 to 17. I would read. Then came Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And comest thou to me, listen to what Jesus said. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so when? Now. For thus it becometh of us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto who? Unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon who? Upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus says, Suffer it to be so when? Now. Baptize me when? Now. And when it was done, what happened? The heavens opened. over who over Jesus. Some of us we are not experiencing certain things because we procrastinate a lot. And the second thing I want to bring out of there, we do not understand spiritual protocol, which is the same thing as what the seven of the Lord said. So I'm not going to dwell there. Order in the Spirit. He was not proud. I want to compare Jesus' situation with that of Naaman. Naaman came to Elijah, Elisha, sorry, and he wants to be baptized. But he came with his pride. He came with his title. He came with everything. And then the man of God sent somebody to tell him, go to the river of Jordan, the same place where Jesus was baptized, and dip yourself seven times. And he's like, don't we have better rivers? I even thought he would come out. You know, some of us, we like this effect of people falling in church. Then we know that the presence of the Lord is there. People falling, people rising. My husband said, what's the point when you fall, you rise up all the same? But that for us is an evidence that God is there. Naaman was looking for effects, physical things. But Jesus was operating from the realms of the spirit. He said there are certain things that need to be done for certain affirmation and confirmation to come over your life. And this is the final thing I'm going to say. When the heaven opens, God speaks. God speaks, but not everybody hears him. And that's why God keeps saying, let them that have an ear, let them hear. But you know, God made everyone with an ear. But he knows that some people, they will not hear. When the heavens opened over Jesus, the next thing that you will hear is a voice. God is calling. God is speaking. If you look at that book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, the man of God already quoted it. It says, I will stand my watch and I will wait, Habakkuk 2.1, and I will wait and see what he will say to me. And the Bible says in the next verse, verse 2, it says, and the Lord answered me and said, if you have the desire to hear God, God, under open heavens, God speaks. And the Lord answered me and said, he will give you instructions for your life. He will give you instruction for your marriage, for your job, for your education, for your finances, above all, for your spiritual mandate. All these other things we do is to keep us busy, but it's not the ultimate. That's why it's not necessary to brag about your academic degrees. Because after here, you will not need it. It's not necessary to brag about your job. You thank God for them, but you don't brag about them. Paul said, if any man will boast, let him make his boast in who? In the Lord. That is where we boast. That is where we pride. That I know the Lord. That is my joy. That is my pride. I tell sisters that I'm married. Oh, I give God the praise. That I have children. I give God the praise. We have a church. But my pride is in the fact that I know the Lord. Because only them that know their God shall be strong. Not those who have husband, wife, children. So when I sit with people, sometimes I go for women's conference, thank God for today, I'm well-dressed. Sometimes I don't have, I don't desire to dress like I'm, I sit down you see people looking at you like, you know, oh, why is her shoe like that? Why is her skirt like that? And I say to myself, a man's life does not consist of the abundance of what he has. There is something more to me than just what you see. And that is my pride that is my confidence. It's good. I I love it when I see you wear good things. Oh, praise the Lord. But I don't chase after those things. I chase after answering the call of God for my life. Doing the will of God. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me, the book of John chapter 4, and to fill his work not just to do the will but to finish it Bible says, better is the end of a matter than what the beginning open heavens God will speak he will tell you I'm lifting you from this level God will begin to put a burden in your heart, a burden of prayer, a burden of intercession. Maybe you're here, you begin to want to walk with young people. You begin to want to talk more to them, pay more attention. I only say young people, they are more, they are more difficult to walk with. I only pray with them because our, cons- our conversations never go the right way. So we just pray and we depart. Hallelujah. And you know, you may begin to have a burden to begin to reach out to men, to begin to reach out to women, to begin to, you know, you say, Pastor, can we have a Sunday school? I I have a burden because I want to teach people the word of God more. You will be somebody that will fill the gap in the kingdom of God. I was so challenged by the teachers of the children, you know, giving themselves to such a, a mission, to such a calling, teaching the children to recite the word, to, you know, come to the house of the Lord. Listen to me as those children were singing and worshiping. I said, Lord, because one of the burdens the Lord has given to me is to pray for children. And I said to the Lord, as these children are singing here, as they are praying here, as they are young, that was how Samuel was giving over to the Lord at his young age. They will not depart from your house. (laughs) They will not depart from your temple. They will not depart from the things of the Lord. They will not grow and say, oh, the church is boring. No, no, no they will bring the light if there is no light they will bring the fire if the fire is gone down, they will bring the grace if the grace is gone down, whatever the church need, they will bring the one to bring it, they will not be the one to complain no, these ones are a breed plucked out of fire Zechariah chapter 3 so these are a breed plucked out of fire so what I'm saying to us tonight in an open heaven God begins to speak. He begins to make a call. The Bible says, and the heavens opened unto Jesus. And he said, this is my beloved son. That was the confirmation he needed to continue the race. Why did God, I'm not going to go too deep into that. You can think about it yourself. Why did God have to say, make that statement? Jesus and God knew that he was a son of God. Why at that point did God have to make, why didn't he say something else? Why did he say, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased? That was all that God said. You know, sometimes in the realms of the spirit, all the time in the realms of the spirit, God doesn't speak much. But in the little, he says, there is a lot. There is a lot. You may be waiting for God to tell you something big, something long. But God can just say, peace, be still. God can just say, be still and know that I am God. Few lines, few lines. God just said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. That was all that the heavens opened to say. Is that not quite annoying? <laughs> the whole heaven opened just to say, This is my beloved Son. Everybody knows you're the Son of God. Jesus himself knew he was the son of God. God knows Jesus is his son. So God, he just opened the heaven just to say, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. But that was a coded statement. Coded. Don't wait for big things. You may miss God. In the encounter of Elijah, the Bible says he wanted to hear God. The wind came, bam, bam, bum, ponder, Storm, But God was not in it until the still, small voice. God is not a dramatist. He's not a man of many words. And that's why it takes spiritual people to understand God. Like I said at the beginning, open heaven is not something to be judged within the physical sphere. You need to have a spiritual connectivity to God to be able to understand and assess what God has for you. And I believe for every individual here tonight, God has something for you. If not because of your faith, but just because you are here, God will do something in your life. But how many of us have ears To hear what God is going to be saying. The ministry that God is calling you into. Because your life is for a purpose. God said to Adam, yeah, populate the earth, multiply. Yes. But it says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Because I need every." God needs you. And this open heaven is so that God can reach us all and use us all. I will close by saying this. If you miss the opportunity, you give the devil an advantage. How? My husband always says this and I've come to believe it is true. But the reason why a lot of some people get into envy and jealousy is because they see people doing what they could have been doing. There was a time in our church, the Lord said to us to anoint a particular sister to be the youth leader of the church. We called the sister. We, an- we prayed with her. And we said the Lord is saying, she said, yes, you know, I have a passion for youth. I want to work with the youth. And we gave her the ministry. But she never did anything with the ministry. Nothing. We weren't looking for anybody else because, of course, we had somebody. So you were busy with other things. About a year later, the Lord himself found somebody else. This time we didn't know. And this sister came to us and said, you know what, Pastor T? I want to work with the youths. And before you knew it, the youth ministry began to explode. Youths were coming. Youths were being happy. They would stay with this lady. They would discuss everything about their education. Things that the children would not share with their parents. They would share with her. And then the other sister was just looking. And then the Lord told us, now you're going to anoint her as a minister in charge of the youths. And we anointed the lady. And the first lady came back and said, you know what, Sister Irene? I feel so broken. Because God gave me this opportunity and I wasted it. Spirit of God will not strive with anyone. But believe you me, there's space for everyone in the kingdom. The kingdom is not crowded. No, 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 no. You have enough space to function in the kingdom of God. Tell somebody for me, get to work. Tell another person, get to work. Open heaven is to empower you to do that which you could not do by your own strength. It's an affirmation and a confirmation of what God is calling you into. A year from now, the truth is you will not be the same because your age, you would have grown in years. A lot of things must have happened. But I pray that you will not only grow in years, but that your life would have become something that God is proud of. That God can say, your life brings me joy. You know, there are some people, the moment they open their mouth, heaven stands open. Because they are so relevant to God. They have sold their lives out to God. May you be such a person. May you be such a girl. May you be such a woman. May you be such a man. You know, I tell people, one of the lives that challenge me the most, aside all the great men of God in the Bible, is the life of my husband. He's a good preacher, yes. A revivalist, no doubt. One thing I see, he's completely sold out to God. And that's what makes all the difference. And I see how God uses him. I see, I follow him. I see how, I. W- you know, the easiest person to despise is your spouse. Because you know them through and through. But he told me something very beautiful when we got married. I was a stubborn girl. He said to me, the Bible says a prophet is not honored in his home, but minus me. Because in my own home, I will get honor." And it's working for him. He is sold out to God. Listen, for your life to be useful, you need to be sold out to God. Jesus was a man who was sold. Jesus couldn't care if it was John the Baptist or whoever was baptizing him. He knew the scripture had to be fulfilled. He put away his pride. He didn't have any anyway. He followed due process, and God honored him. May you be such a man today. May you be such a woman today. Let us be sold out to God. In the season of open heavens, may your life not be a waste. May this whole meeting not be a waste. May God be able to find you worthy. Find you worthy to deposit his power, to deposit his grace, to deposit his word, to deposit everything that he needs to deposit. May God find us worthy. Can you just talk to the Lord? Just speak to the Lord. Just speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord tonight. Speak to the Lord tonight. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Tell the Lord, speak to me under this open heaven. Give me direction. Time will fail us to go to the life of Isaac. In the book of Genesis 26, the Lord spoke to him. Go in this direction. When Isaac went there, he planned and he was able to reap a hundredfold because he followed divine instructions. Divine instruction. It is crucial to be able to hear the confidential whispers of the Spirit. It is crucial to be able to know when God is speaking to your heart. It is crucial to hear the voice of God. It is crucial.
1: Talk to the Lord. I need you, Lord. I need the Lord more than than words could say. I need you, Lord. Speak to Him. I need the Lord. Than ever before. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Lord, give us ears to hear your voice. I need you, Lord. I need you. I, I seek need you more. more Will you seek than the Lord more. ever before help I need us you more I need you Lord us, I need you Lord I need you Lord Help us Jesus. more than yesterday help us Lord Jesus. more than yesterday us, Lord Jesus. I need you Lord You Lord than ever before I need you Lord. I need you
0: Lord. I just wanted to ask the Lord, Father, help me to stop wasting my time on things that you have not called me to do. Help me to stop wasting my life. Every time that we do not invest according to the will of God is a time wasted. Is a life wasted. Lord, show me the way to God. Show me the direction you want me to go. Lead my life. Lead my life. Speak to my heart, Lord. Direction for my home. Direction in ministry. Direction in my education. Direction in all areas. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. That was what Samuel said. Says, said, speak, Lord. Speak for your servant hears. Are your ears opened? Is your heart opened? If God will speak, will you hear him? Would you do what he's telling you to do? Will you understand what God is saying? Will you be able to understand the voice of God when he speaks? Under this open heaven, ask the Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. We thank you, Father. Our coming will not be in vain. By this time next year, oh, Father, we will be able to show what you have asked us to do. We'll be able, oh, God, to say, this is what I heard God saying to me. Jesus, help us. Help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. Father, and we ask of you, oh God, that you will bless us all today. Bless Amen. us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We have come to you, the fountain of living water. Jesus said, if anyone hungers, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. We have come to you, the one who holds our destiny. The one who has called us by His name, the God who has a plan for our lives. Jeremiah twenty one 11. It says, "For I know the plans that I have for you, a plan of good and not of evil, to bring you to an expected end." Say, "Call on me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of." There is a call to know. There is a call. There is a call. And God is speaking. I pray that we will hear. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to connect in the realms of the Spirit, to hear your voice. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. Amen.